This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jonathan Williams, the back on a second down and goal. Heineke got the block from Lucas. Caught touchdown! Grab by Dotson in the back of the end zone. Four-yard touchdown throw. And the Commanders within an extra point of tying the game. They work on Lenore in the back of the end zone. Last segment here. Grant and Danny on the fan. Danny Ruye solo with you. I will cede control of these airwaves to Grant Paulson for the remainder of the week. He'll be in with you. And I'll be out. But we still got about 30 minutes left in this program. Really, to be honest with you, more like 20 minutes. 800-636-1067 is a telephone number. Simple question. Okay, Ron Rivera changed quarterbacks on Saturday. Bench Taylor Heineke went with Carson Wentz. We all seem to think that Carson Wentz is going to be the starter. He'll be announced at some point. Now, you can call and tell me I'm wrong. Happy to hear that. Want to hear your reasoning. But assuming that's the case, that's fine. Here's the conversation. What would you do? Majority of folks so far, I posted a poll uh, at Funny Danny on the old Twitterverse. Uh, about a dozen people now have said play Sam Howell. That wasn't one of the options. But the other two options are start Carson Wentz, start Taylor Heineke. That's about 60-40 in favor of Carson Wentz. Most of our callers early on have said that they would go with Carson Wentz. I'm curious. What would you guys do? I presented arguments for each one. I'm not overly swayed by any of these things. To be honest with you, I, I could make a case for either, and I have. Uh, but it seems, you know, we know what Ron seems to think or what this regime wants, and that's Carson Wentz to play. They're looking for their opportunity, and they found it. He's in. But what would you do? 800-636-1067. Let's go with Mitch and Arlington on line six, please. Mitch, what would you do here the last couple of weeks? Hey, Danny, thanks for taking my call. Um, I would go with... I would go with Heineke just because he's gotten you to this point, and I feel like if you, you could ride or die with him, and it's not necessarily the wrong choice. And to another point, um, everybody's been talking about Wentz. They're going to pound the football with Carson Wentz, but what if they don't? And Scott Turner goes back to the old playbook and has Carson Wentz throw the ball 45 times a game. I don't know if Wentz can do that right at this point. It's a great Mitch, it's a great question. I mean, every, you're right. Everyone assumes they'll sort of keep this identity, just change, uh, you know, the captain, just change the rider of, of the horse. I know this is a weird analogy about riding things, so I'm going to abandon that and go back to talking about quarterbacks and offense. As we've all asked for the last couple of months if if they played this way with Wentz, would it work? And the only data points we have are the Colts last year, where. On the surface, you go, well, he had 27 touchdowns and seven picks. It worked. It didn't, is my response to that. Look at his completion percentage. Look at all. He was asked to do the tiniest, smallest amount with Jonathan Taylor running for damn near 2,000 yards. Okay? He had 
Uh, air yards per attempt, exact same as Taylor Heineke. What does that mean? They weren't throwing deep. His completion percentage among the worst in the sport. All a long way of telling you that the idea of it'll all be solved because they're running a bunch and working off play action, that's not his strength. At least it wasn't last year. And there's a reason they didn't do that to start this year. And if you want to tell me Brian Robinson wasn't healthy, I, I quite frankly don't know if I buy that. You could still call plenty of running plays with, with Gibson, with Jonathan Williams. At the time, you had J.D. McKissick, by the way, which they haven't in some time. So I know you, you're missing some element of that downhill thumping running game in, in terms of Robinson. But the idea that they couldn't call running plays, I, I don't know. I, I just I, I don't buy it at all. They wanted to be this sling it, spread you out, let's use the howitzer that Carson Wentz has. That's why they drafted Jahan Dotson. That's why it was a priority to, to bring Terry McLaurin back in addition to you know how well he's played and, and what he's earned for them. They wanted to be a sling it 45 times a game offense. But to your point, Mitch, I don't know if they can do that right now. You saw early on against a couple of bad defenses they could score some points and move the football with, with some turnovers and, and badness in there. But they played a couple of good teams, and it looked like they – were a lost high school team. Looked like uh, the Quince Orchard took the field against Philadelphia and uh, against Dallas. No way. Let's go to line five. Ben in Rockville. What would you do these last couple weeks? Who would you start? Hey, uh, D, by the way, I uh, love your cameos. I need to order some of them, so free advertising for you. But I, I love it. Cameos.com uh, slash D. If you could spell it, you could order go, one. Buddy. I love there it. There you go, buddy. But I got to tell you, buddy, uh, honestly, I think it's based off of your opponent. Uh, there's a famous UFC fight, which is uh, Masvidal versus uh, was it Ma- the Masvidal fight when he fights Ben Askren. All right, so Masvidal studies his opponent and knows his opponent is a is a wrestler. Of course, Askren goes down. Masvidal runs with the flying knee, knocks him out in a second. So really, that's what it is: it's studying your opponent, knowing what they're going to do, knowing their weaknesses, and that sort of thing. So I'd play dependent on your opponent. Interesting. After your opponent. If your opponent is, you know, doesn't have a great, you know, opponent is going to blitz all the time, you know, Rob Hodeke, he's got enough to make some plays. Your opponent doesn't have a, you know, it, I, know the off- I know the offensive line isn't great, but you could, you know, put some things together and be fine there with uh, someone like uh, Wentz. So it really is studying your opponent and knowing it's all about strategy. Is all I'm trying to say. Strategy, strategy, No, I strategy. smell what you're cooking, Ben. I really appreciate it, buddy. Uh, happy holidays to you. I like that the fight was so famous he wasn't sure what the name was. But I see the point there. I, I uh, But I do. And uh, stick aside, I get what he's talking about. Now, here's the thing. Cleveland stops the run like I do. Okay, not very well. You can run on the Cleveland Browns. So regardless of who's a quarterback, that's going to be something you're going to want to do this week. Does that mean that's more Heineke? Maybe. The Dallas Cowboys are tremendous at rushing the passer. Does that mean less Wentz? So does that mean you start Heineke twice? I don't know. But it's just interesting. It's, it's a good way to think about it. Let's go to line one. Jason in Richmond, who would you start? Or is it whom would you start? Because you is the subject of that sentence. You're doing the action starting, so it's going to be whom. Whom would you start, Jason? I would actually start Carson Wentz because so many times we sit back and like, we like Heineke, but he's like, we're waiting for something bad to happen. And on cue, it does happen. But we're at the point in time now where no matter who starts, Carson or Heineke, mm-hmm. if they win the one game, okay, they're in the playoffs, and then we'll get to the playoffs and get smashed by whoever we're playing. And then, like you said, the doomsday scenario, we're stuck with Wentz again next year. I'm almost to the point saying let Wentz play, 
We win the game. We go on the quarterback. And then we go into the playoff, get smashed, give up two first-round draft picks, get a quarterback, and just move on from there. You and I are speaking the same language. Appreciate the phone call, my friend. To me, I now, I want everyone to pretend for a second. Pretend that Dan Snyder 100% is selling the team, which, by the way, I, well, I know that's another subject for another time. I remain skeptical of his true intentions, but whatever. Let's say he is. Let's say I'm the secret billionaire that's got enough. I would welcome everybody into the room, everybody who works in the organization. I would say, thank you so much for coming here. Appreciate it. I just want you guys to know that I want to be a really, you know, I want to be a quality owner. We want to build a product that people are proud of for a long time. We're going to work really hard to engage the fans, et cetera, et cetera. Real quick, who wanted the trade for Carson Wentz? Just a quick show of hands. Okay, that's you, you did, uh-huh. you, and you, and you. Okay. Oh, you did? That's awesome. And you, and you, and you. Okay, uh, you guys get up, uh, hand me your key cards. You don't work here anymore. Never again. Go away. I don't want to see your faces. For the rest of you, we're never doing that again. We will never be in the bad quarterback leftover hot trash market. We will draft one. And if it doesn't work, there's no. I'm not going to be mad at you because it doesn't work out a lot. Sometimes you get Zach Wilson. He threw a ball across his body 75 yards in the air, and everyone was wowed, and now it's guts. Sometimes the quarterback doesn't work out. When it doesn't work out, we'll draft another one. We'll draft another one after that until it does. Until we're one of the teams that has drafted and developed our franchise quarterback so we can be good for 10 to 15 years, we're going to keep trying. We'll never be in the leftover basket again. Anybody that suggests to me we get somebody in the leftover DVD bin is fired instantaneously. All right? Have a great day at work, everybody, and never, ever bring up a crappy quarterback that other teams have given up on to me ever again. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day and scene. That's how I would run it. Now, I don't, have, I don't have all the billions, and I shouldn't be an owner. But that's what I would do. I don't know how I got started on that little rant, but it happened. 800-636-1067. Let's go to line two. Matt in Old Town. Who are you going with, dude? So, I appreciate you taking the call, Danny. Um, yeah, first, first, I think, I don't know if the gentleman, the last caller, was correct. You, you can correct me on this. I don't think uh, Carson's two years after this is guaranteed, correct? It's not. It's not correct. They can get out after this year if they want to with no with no dead cap, no harm, no foul. So in that regard, I've always pictured Heineke being that guy that could come in and give you a spark when you need it. But I feel like if you get Wentz going sooner, he'll play better. So right now, I would say put Carson in. You have some ranking ding stuff. You got everybody healthy right now in the receiving core, where I believe you know Heineke lost Dotson for a few weeks. That definitely impacted a little bit of the production. But I think we go with Wentz right now purely because I know we don't need to have him the next two years. Heineke is going to get money somewhere, even if it's not from us. If it's not a starter, he's definitely going to be a backup. I don't. We don't have the capital right now to really go get somebody new early enough this year because we kind of shot ourselves in the foot by being just good enough to not be a yeah. top 10 draft pick. And I don't know what we would have to get him since we got good old Red Rifle Carson. I I think we just go with him for now because I know we don't need to and he has the better arm. And Heineke is that guy that can always provide that spark if we absolutely need him. But right now, I think that shine is rubbing off. So I think we need to get away from the Heineke dream and just go with the Wentz arm. Appreciate, Appreciate you, dude. Thanks for making the call, buddy. Happy holidays to you. Yeah, I, I, I think there's there's some wisdom to that. Right, where everybody, you got to know your players, you got to know your system, got to know your team, know your roles, and everything like that. Right, one of my um, one of my best buddies from uh, one of my college teammates was he came in, he was recruited to be a starter, 
And for whatever reason, when he would start games, he didn't pitch as well. And there was a game I remember we played at George Mason where I think the final was like 26 to 22. We won the game, but it was an, it was an offensive laser show, right? It was like a the it was like a, a Kansas City Chiefs game, right? And he started and he got hit around and they couldn't figure it out. Well, it just so happened that he he would recover really quickly and could pitch on short rest. So they went, well, let's try to make him a closer. And he was an all-conference closer. He was nasty. Now, some guys couldn't handle that. Some guys couldn't handle it. They'd see it as a demotion. He was one of the toughest dudes I ever met. So he was like, yeah, fine, whatever. I just like pitching and striking people out and, and stalking around the mound. That was his deal. Wentz isn't that way. you got to know who you're dealing with, right? Think about this. We, we talked about it on the show a bunch. They knew in the previous places, Wentz had been beaten down physically and mentally. Their goal, no one says a negative word about him. As an organization, that goes all the way up to team president Jason Wright, who frankly shouldn't be weighing in on on, on things like a reporter asking uh, Carson Wentz a tough question. You should not be doing that. You should be finding a stadium. But he did because it was an organizational axiom where they're going to say nobody says anything negative about that. We're going to protect him and show him how loved he is. And we'll see if that's what gets the most out of him. Right? you got to know your players. So you know that Taylor Heineke can take it. You know that Taylor Heineke can take it to motion. What, what, he's going to be, what, disappointed? Again, the dude was on a couch. The, the dude was the COVID quarterback, which was the fourth or fifth option at, at one point for uh, during that weird pandemic season of 2020. The guy's been dealing with setbacks forever. He's been counted out forever. That guy, when he's called upon coming off the bench, you know he can do pretty well. Wentz may not be able to deal with that. Where are you best served as a team? It may be going with Wentz and saying, Taylor, stay ready, dude. You never know. I actually think there's some merit to that. Let's go to line three, Paul in D.C. Who would you start, dude? Man, I'm going with Heineke. Y'all, all, now I see why women get mad at men. All these dudes sound like the guy, Ron Rivera, is that dude that down on his luck. The girl came in, took him in her home, built him up, got him a degree, and then he went with the supermodel. I mean, Tyler Heineke, you was down on your butt, dude, one and four. The guy came in, he won five games for you. The two losses that he lost was to two of the top teams in the NFL, San Francisco and Minnesota. He had Minnesota down by 10, right? And he was in that game Saturday. The Giants' loss was strictly the referees. We saw that. Mm. They took like nine, nine uh, points off the board. Well, I don't know about ball. strictly, Paul. I mean, it, they, well, they didn't help, well, but it wasn't strictly about the refs, well, dude. Come well, on. What I'm saying right? is it wasn't strictly the seven, the, the sack where he had the fumble and the loss and the touchdown. Yep. Was that his fault or was that the left tackle fault? The, so yeah, the, uh, probably the left yeah. tackle. I'm trying to make okay. sure I know which play you're talking Jones about. Yeah. And, right. and, for, and furthermore, it was Scott Turner's fault for calling a dumb play with second and 18. Should have ran the ball punted it your defense was dominating the game to that point you gave them seven points with your dumb play calling just like a quarterback sneak with a five foot six quarterback dumb play calling or I hate that one too, right? yeah i mean scott turner has something to be desired we've never seen uh brian robinson in the backfield with a fullback on a fourth and one get a man a fullback so he could follow his block and then make a move wasn't his father a fullback guy with daryl johnson and emmett smith yeah, I mean, different. Uh, Paul, thanks for the call, buddy. Breaking up there a little bit. Uh, different schemes, different designs. The fullback is mostly gone the way of the dodo uh, when it comes to this league. It's just, you know, I, I don't necessarily begrudge you pining for one in certain formations and sets, and they do modified stuff with tight ends sometimes back there. But, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the dedicated fullback as a, as a lead blocker, you know, it, 
Mike Sellers isn't walking through that door. There aren't too many of those guys uh, out and about. But if your point is let him get a lead blocker to you know sort of help him navigate there, I don't hate that. But their modern offenses now mostly are single back looks. That's the thing. You, you see less and less eye formation. You see less offset. You see less pro set. Um, uh, in a lot of cases, sometimes you do it. You'll shift a guy into the backfield, whether it's one of the receivers or you know a tight end to be a personal protector or something in certain formations. But you don't play with two running backs all that often anymore. Most teams don't do that. If your point is they should, I think that's a good schematic point. I mean, I really do. But in terms of absolving Heineke of all the sins, it sounds like, with all due respect, that you are a Heineke guy. You're allowed to be. That's fine. I, I would say there's got to be some blame on his shoulders, though, for some of those things that you're talking about. Yeah, the refs didn't help them. But you also, you know, managed up paltry offensive totals. You're missing wide-open guys. You're sailing stuff. You're, you're not getting it out on time. There's a reason they call games the way they call it when Taylor Heineke's in there. Early last season, they said, let's play it like a normal NFL offense. Let's, let's throw the ball. Let's spread them out. And they had some success. I think after a while, they realized we can't do that. That Bills game, the Saints game, where they just got lambasted. They weren't even competitive and close. They said, all right, when he's in the game, we're doing this Oklahoma drill, you know, 50-gut, run the dang ball, period, end of story, and that's the end. And you could see the way they call the game. When, he, when he's there, there's a reason they do that. They don't do that because they're stupid. They do that because they know the guy's limited. They do that because they think it's their best chance to go about it. And to your point, they beat some good teams doing it that way. When you're under-talented at massive spots, you have to work around that. The frustrating part for a lot of us is they're not under-talented at a couple really key spots. They're not under-talented at receiver for the first time in a long time. That's a really good group. And so you got these, whatever you want to call them, Cadillacs, Ferraris, Porsches, Corvettes, whatevers, and they're just you know going in reverse around the cul-de-sac a couple times. Because you can't really use them. Because you can't really uh, spin the ball. You can't really throw it because the offensive line isn't particularly good and your quarterback leaves a ton to be desired. Either one of those guys that applies to, by the way. I don't know. I think they're going with Wentz. I'm fine with it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Nothing about it. I just don't want to be in that position anymore. And uh, that's what this offseason is about to me. So, you know, obviously it's from a non-football perspective, which affects on the field. It's about new ownership if that's going to happen. In which case, I hope they clean house. I hope it's a brand new start. And I don't want to be in this tier anymore, but there's a great chance that that is not the case. And we're, you know, it just things take a long time at that high level when you're moving billions around. You know, when I move billions around, it just takes me a while just to free up the capital. So we'll see, man. It's all TBD. But uh, I bet they go with Wentz, whatever Ron Rivera lets people know. Uh, appreciate everybody that came down here to the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in Alexandria. Always fun to uh, hang out. Thanks for listening as well. Hope you guys' holiday was absolutely outstanding. Uh, everybody safe, ha- healthy, happy here in this coming new year. I will not speak with you until the new year. That's right. January 2nd, I'll be back on the air. Uh, GP will have you for the rest of the week. That's how we kind of worked out our little shift. So appreciate Tim Parker here on site. Thanks to Ryan. Thanks to Darius back at studio for pushing all the right buttons. Appreciate Jay Gruden chiming in as well. He does that every Monday after your commanders play football over the weekend. 37-20. I'm bummed, but not out, man. I still think the commanders make the postseason And you might make fun of me, but I think that's what is going to happen. Appreciate everybody, as always, for making a part of your day. Get home safe. Good night, everyone. Thank you for coming. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t